Mary Meadow podcast. I am your host, Liz Fiddler. Today, as I'm recording this, it is Wednesday, January 10th, and I am going to talk about my plans to, quote, get my together this year. Because honestly, as I'm entering year five of my flower farm, it's time to really change some things around. It's time to get organized. It's time to be more efficient in my spending, be more organized in where I'm tracking things, and just really focus on the efficiencies of my business. And, you know, you hear it all the time, and I think it's it's starting to get a little cliche, but really, truly working smarter, not harder. And I'm really trying to enter this flower season as prepared as I possibly can and quit spending my summers like everything is an emergency because sometimes it is. Sometimes I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're almost out of cups or we're almost out of this or we're almost out of that. Or where is this? Or how many vases do I have? Or someone asked for this and now I can't find them or just throwing some seeds in the ground and trying to sell what grows. And for the most part, I've done a pretty good job of crop planning, but I'm going to talk about some of the things that I am really focusing on in the off season and how I get organized. And I am going to share a couple different things that are available optionally, such as my journal that I do my cut flower crop in, my course that I have for crop planning. And then the last product that I'm going to get really into detail about how it really helps me is this QR label called Smart Labels and the accompanying app that goes with it, how I can track and manage and organize all of my inventory. So you can find the links to those things in the episode notes, but I want to just show you the process of getting all my inventory organized and sorting it and then how I store it using the QR Smart Labels. None of these things are mandatory. These are just simply tools and products that I use that really help me stay organized. But again, none of it is mandatory. And you can find all of those things in the episode notes. And you can always send me an email podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com if you have questions. So first of all, this is the time of year that I take inventory of my tubers, my seeds, everything that I am going to grow. I write down everything that I still have from last year or the year before because seeds are still good for another year. I didn't get everything planted. Stocks, status, sunflowers. I mean, there are Johnny seeds packets everywhere around my property between different buildings and stuff. And I, last year, we remodeled. We we put a lot of you know, money and time and time and time, and did I mention a lot of time, into fixing up one of the old buildings in the farm to turn it into my flower shop. So I am just trying to take inventory of what I have and look at what seeds I have. And there's still plenty of time to order some for the off season. Now I have my journal cut flower crop that hundreds of you have bought already. And it's just a way to get planned and organized for the year. There's a place where you can plot out your garden mapping. There's a place where you can take inventory of your supplies. There's a lot of supplies checklists and stuff like that. So I am using that. And honestly, the reason I made that journal, the reason I published it and worked with a publishing company to do that was because I personally needed one space for everything to be because I was using a combination of 
Excel spreadsheets and notes in my phone and a whiteboard and taking pictures of it and different notebooks and different journals. And I just wanted it all in one place, especially as year to year that I can reflect back on and okay, I needed to order more of that or less of that. And so right now I actually recorded myself going through the entire process and gave a few sample farms. But basically, I use Excel spreadsheets and I crop plan. I bouquet plan, figure out exactly how many bouquets I need, figure out what's going to be blooming when on my flower farm for the 21 weeks that I have flowers, or I think it's a little bit more than that, but early April through end of September. And then I figure out exactly how many plants I need to do. And that's all through the supplemental course that's kind of an add-on on my cut flower crop. I share my Excel spreadsheets. I show you how I do that process to figure out exactly what and how much to grow. So once I know that, now I'm in the process of taking inventory of everything that I have. So the last couple years up until now, I have not done a Dahlia tuber sale because I have been building up my inventory, but I know for a fact right now I have over 2,000 Dahlia tubers that are good and viable as long as they survive the winter. So I need to go through those numbers and figure out what I'm going to be selling, say in March, I'll have a Dahlia tuber sale finally. So now I'm going through and kind of figuring out exactly how many I need of what colors, what kinds, what varieties, which ones I'm going to want to sell. I'm going through my seed, my existing stuff. What do I have? And I order mostly plugs. I do start status still. That's the only one that I start in seed trays myself because it grows so easy. It's so easy to do. And I just can't find plugs of the colors that I like. So that's the only thing. I mean, the snapdragons, the lisianthus, the eucalyptus, my scoops gabbiosa. I order all of that in plugs from Farmer Bailey. But the status, I do start in seed trays. I used to do stock as well. I'm actually, I haven't bought any yet and I'm leaning toward nixing that from my field. Not that I don't love it. Not that it doesn't sell great. Not that it doesn't smell great. It's just that if it's a crop that is one and done, meaning it doesn't continue blooming after you cut it, it just takes a lot of valuable space and valuable time. And I want flowers that are going to be continuing to produce because like I said, I'm just trying to get a lot more efficient within my farm, within my business. I also go through and I look and order any last minute supplies from last year. So I've shared, you know, I use those 32 ounce white paper cups. I have my snips. I have tags that I tie on to mason jars. I have some bouquet sleeves. I have stickers, all of those things. I make sure that there is plenty of them and go through and reorder now because again, Running low on business cards should not be an emergency, but guess what? It's something that seems to happen. And so that's what I'm really excited about this crop planner and journal that I published because throughout the season, there are there's a weekly calendar in it where you can write things like ran out of this, make sure to order more before next year, or say in the fall, if you were cleaning up your floral netting and half of it ripped, you know, your support netting and you kind of forgot about it until this spring when you really need it. And so right now in January, I go through and I pour through my notes from last year and, oh yeah, I need to order these things or this is what I need to replenish on rather than stopping what you're doing in the moment, ordering it and doing things on demand. Because if you continuously do things on demand like that, you know, if everything is an emergency, nothing's an emergency. If everything's a priority, nothing is a priority. So really just scheduling time and, and batching your work. And I, I know that that's also a term that's thrown around a lot, but really batching your work. And 
you know, if you're working at a desk job, you probably know that. If you answer every single email as they come in, you're not going to get everything done. But if you designate 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon to answer all of your emails at once, it's going to be a lot better. So that's what I try to do with like reordering my supplies, all of that. And just replenishing, you know, anything that I might need and just getting organized with it and taking inventory. So my journal, my crop planning, all of that, you know, looking at what seeds I need more of, what dahlias I need more of. I'm not buying any more dahlias this year. I'm not buying any more ranunculus corms. I've got all of that ordered, but I know that there are some seeds that I'm going to need. I know I need more pro-cut sunflowers. I know that I need more feverfew and bupleurum, but I've, I've kept an eye on the Johnny site and I need to just pull the trigger. I also wanted that expense to be after the first of the year. If you work with your accountant closely, you know that there's different ways you can designate things, but the way I do everything is it falls in the calendar year that I make the expense or that I make the sales. Same with my subscriptions. You could choose from the very beginning to start a certain way and have it be like for that next year, but then you can't switch around once you start. So that's just a conversation for your accountant. But for me, I like to really take inventory these first couple of weeks of January and then order those last minute things. My plugs, all of that I've had ordered for months and months. And I'm not super picky if I end up like, oh, I guess I can't get fever for you. I guess I'll have to get this or I can't get, you know, the purple basil and I'll have to get the lemon basil or whatever. I'm pretty flexible about that. So I'm not too concerned about getting what I think I'm going to need. So that's kind of when I take the inventory. And then the next thing that I want to talk about is how I am really getting organized within my flower farm. And is that's with some different labels and some smart QR labels. And I am not the most tech savvy person, but this has like changed my life in the last month getting organized with it. And you should see what we call the shop. And that's like the mechanic shop. I think it's like 40 feet by 60 feet. It's a really old building, but it's heated in there. That's where I keep my dahlia tubers. So my dahlia tubers are in there. And then actually all of my eucalyptus in pots are in there. There's about a hundred eucalyptus in pots that are pretty well dormant. I just keep the soil from completely drying out by keeping them somewhat moist, but they're dormant. And I'm hoping that I can overwinter them this year. But so like the dahlias, the eucalyptus are in there in our old dairy barn. Cause remember we're in the heart of central Minnesota. So we have, have a huge empty dairy barn on our farm with a couple rooms in it that we, we plan on, you know, redoing, but the one room that used to be the milk room where the bulk tank was that has water in it. And there's actually a bathroom in there. So up until last year, that was where I made my bouquets. So that turned into kind of like the seed room and I have a bunch of shelves in there for mason jars. But then we transitioned to the other building at the center of the farm where we really redid it. We insulated it, added new water lines in there, and it's it's almost divided into three rooms. One is the flower pickup room and the flower shop. One is the butcher shop is what we call it because it used to be a USDA inspected butcher shop, but that's where my cooler is. That's where we make the flowers. And then there's basically a two stall garage that we insulated, have a window AC, and we can have events in there that is air conditioned because people don't want to come and hang out in the really hot meadow at five in the afternoon when it's still 90 degrees outside. So I store things a lot of different places and they all end up in totes and then I can't tell where they are or what they are. So I found these smart labels and they're QR codes and they come in like 
five different colors and they're really, they're like two inches by two inches. So they're, they're a pretty big sticker. And what you do is you get the sheets and then it has an app that comes with it. And then you scan it and then you give it a nickname. So I can call it, you know, Dahlia's or wedding supplies or business supplies, whatever that nickname might be. And then you write what the type of container is. And so for me, most of the time it's box or tote, but you could put, you know, a folder if it's like tax stuff or something that you're like, where do I keep this? Oh yeah, that's in the safe or whatever it might be. But you put the type of container and then you write where the container goes. And so for me, I write shop, butcher shop, which is really my flower shop, but we call it the butcher shop, milk house, basement mechanical room or the attic of the shop because we gutted that out and that's really good storage too for just a lot of like wedding vases and stuff that we only use like once a year like bud vases or whatever if a bride rents them or kind of different looking stuff so then you put like where the container goes and so for me you know and it could be like closet in spare bedroom and then you add a photo of the container and then you summarize the stuff in there so it might be you know floral tape, blue vases, whatever it might be. And then you name that item so that it's easy to search. So you know when you're looking for something, like for me, it would be extra business cards because I bought a thousand of them last year because you get a huge bulk discount. So I, I only want to buy business cards every couple of years or my stickers, my Sunny Mary Meadow stickers that go on the cups. I bought 5,000 of them last year. I used about half of them, but I still have about half of them left but I don't need to store all of them in my flower shop, in my workspace. They can be in a closet, in a spare bedroom, in my basement or something like that. So, you know, you name the item. So then when you're going to look for something, then within that, that QR code, you can add a really detailed description. So for me, it's like, if it's a tote of dahlias, I write 120 cafe au lait dahlias, 200 boom, boom, white dahlias. 50 Ivanetti dahlias or whatever it might be. So I know exactly how many are there. And then if I have, say my dahlias, eight totes stacked on top of each other, I can just scan the QR label to see exactly what is in there. So I don't have to move the totes, open them up, look at them because you know, you could use like painter's tape and a Sharpie, but that's not enough room. And so for me being able to write the quantity and the amount in that detailed description is huge, especially if it's, you know, boxes of mason jars or boxes of, you know, certain ribbon or different, different things. If you have all of your totes in a corner, then you know exactly, you know, you took a picture of what that tote looked like. And I wish I had the Pinterest storage room maybe someday, but I can honestly say there are a thousand things I would spend my money on before I switched all of my totes over to be matching. I have 12 different kinds of totes that I have purchased over the years, you know, during college, during different times of my life that I moved. You know, if I bought something on Facebook Marketplace for, you know, my wedding to Josh 10 years ago, totes that I ended up, you know, maybe I got rid of the stuff in it, but I still have the tote. So my totes are all different brands. They're all different shapes. They're all different colors. So it's really nice to have that picture of the tote and know that that's what that container is. And then when you scan the QR code, you can find it. So there can be multiple items to each QR label. And then, you know, you can search it within the app, but it's whatever you nickname it, whatever you name it is so easy. And I just do it from my phone. You don't need to do it on your desktop, but you can go and find your stuff. And then it shows up as the code. So it'll show up as purple label with 
9JGY or whatever. You'll be able to tell exactly what that code is. So for me, with multiple buildings, multiple storage rooms, closet, hodgepodge of everything, I'm just really excited as I'm going through my inventory and getting a running list of everything that's in there. Like my Sunny Mary Meadow shirts that are in totes. I don't need them all sitting out in my farm store, but I want to know exactly where the rest of them are at so I can stay organized. So that is what I'm doing in my off season. I am just getting organized with my inventory right now. I'm planning on what I need to grow, this or that, but like what I need to order and just making sure I'm not wasting money on an item that I cannot find and then I bought it twice. And so, you know, I just think it's so important to have that off season preparation because you want to enjoy just growing flowers during your flower season. You don't want to focus on selling flowers or the logistics of things. And that is why so much of what I do at Sunny Mary Meadow has been done, you know, with off season preparation. And so I just want you guys to think about your own off-season rituals, preparations, how can you keep going or how you can do it. But yeah, I hope that this was helpful. So I have a link to the journal, the course, the smart labels. Seriously, give them a look. They are awesome and just see what you like. I have a really exciting announcement. We are doing a three-part mini-series. I've been working on writing it for a while, and it'll be coming out. I believe it'll be the week of January 29th. So our episodes always come out on Monday. So Monday the 29th, Monday the 5th, Monday the 12th, we're going to have a three-part mini-series with episodes. And I'm going to talk about how I would start a flower farm with $100, how I would start a flower farm with $1,000 and how I would start a flower farm with $10,000. So that'll be the 29th, the 5th, and the 12th. And then we're going to do a live Q&A webinar that you can sign up for. And you can go ahead and ask those questions. Because again, just the things that I would invest in and It's not going to be the same for any flower farm, but I will talk about why I would choose to do, you know, this before this. So for example, I've been working on the notes because it's, it's given me a lot of thought of what I would do. And for example, I would not invest in a high tunnel unless I had a cooler, because how are you going to store you know, the tulips, the ranunculus, everything that you're growing, a huge perk for me for growing those premium flowers is that I can sell them in bulk on demand. They can sit in the cooler for a couple of weeks, but if you don't have a cooler, you know, I would definitely get that before I would get a high tunnel. So I'm really excited to share those episodes and go through the process of that. I think it's going to be a really fun mini series and then the webinar where people can like submit questions. So that's coming up the end of January. And then of course, my next round of peddling perishable products starts the beginning of March. We just wrapped up the first group. We're starting the next cohort the beginning of March. If you've heard about it, if you want to schedule a phone call with me to learn more, if it can help your flower farm, it's essentially a a close-knit group. It's not just a one-and-done where you you know read modules and you never get access to me again. You get a one-on-one phone call at the very end of it to clarify anything. And I really just peel back the curtain and show you a lot of things behind the scenes of my business. Like, yeah, there's things that you could probably, you could probably Google it all and figure it out on your own, you know, in a couple years and a lot of trial and error, which is essentially what I did. Or I take a summary of all of those things that people keep asking me over and over again. 
and I deliver it. And so I'm really excited to also share some episodes coming up of those that were in the Pedaling Perishable Products first group. I've got interviews with them, what their takeaways were. And yeah, so thanks so much for listening. And I'm just really excited to have a better organization system going into 2024. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com. Flowers, flowers, we love flowers. Sunny Mary Meadow, they smell so good. Sunnymarymeadow.com.